0: Welcome back. we had ourselves uh a nice Mexican Independence Day fight on our hands this past weekend. Lex is here with me thank you guys so much for choosing our podcast. Let's get right into it Lex uh I don't know if you saw it this week but our pal canelo Alvarez returned to action did the trilogy with Gennady Golovkin he won we saw perhaps the most ridiculous scorecard of all time in a 115-113 uh for Canelo which i believe is the fight no one saw other than the judges and like three contrarians on the internet but um canelo was fairly dominant but if you, the thing that shocked me about this fight is i was looking you know after on social media and I don't know, a lot of Canelo fans pop up on my timeline. When you retweet or like certain things, Twitter just like inundates you with similar things because they think that's what you like. And so I have so many Canelo fans and like uh, like football teams I don't care about that pop up on my timeline. But uh, I don't know, man. Judging by like the reaction from the Canelo fans, it's pretty funny. You would think that Canelo like either lost or barely won based off of, the way some people are trying to defend what they saw on Saturday night. But I feel like it's kind of giving up the game because there was stuff that did not look right in that fight. But let's first talk about, you know, just the dominance. Um, What did you think of the style that Canelo chose to employ in this fight?
1: Disappointing is the word I'd use. Disappointing? Mm Matter of fact, before we even not nah, before we even get into this, I want to put out a warning. If you love Canelo, you like I'm gonna give it to him pause on this episode.
0: <laughs> no, no, so, you, you can't walk that back. I I nah, No, I
1: paused it. It's all good. I paused NH. Don't worry,
0: guys. I got you covered. I'll defend Canelo. I'll save you from so being we're left. we're gonna do good cop, bad
1: cop. But I I'm I'm about to be on some like whoever did Rodney King dirty that's about to be me because wow the, j- the jig is up the jig is up the whole thing is it the game has changed Sa- this past saturday changed everything for canelo and his I ass is in the hot true. seat it, it, the only the only way his ass can't be in the hot seat is if you're a very very biased canelo fan if you have any objectivity in terms of boxing canelo's career what's right for the sport there's only one way to see how this whole thing went down
0: don't worry so, guys what canelo did to golovkin i'm going to do to lax just just wait
1: <laughs> so to answer your question what did i think about the style canelo implored or whatever this weekend I, for me it was disappointing right so triple g is 40. he's looked bad his last two or three fights and he's never fought at 168. so you know they say canelo and I'm not. I don't disagree. Canelo is a pound for pound great, but like if you're a pound for pound great, fighting someone that's not on your level, there should be some like form of like, st- like style on him. Like Can- Canelo jab jab hook, Like it just wasn't enough for me. Triple G should have been crushed in my opinion against like the Canelo. I the, the way I hold him in regard, he was supposed to stop Triple G. Triple this G didn't really hurt. Huh? I said, this man is hurt. I'm hurt for, just for, I'm hurt for boxing. As a boxing fan who loves the sport, I am hurt. Could like, like Floyd, for example, right? Floyd may not stop you, but he would try. He would style on you, try to stop you. If he didn't stop you, he would pull the reins back, but style on you. And that's what great fighters do. Like Arrow tr- like Arrow tried to do that against Mikey Garcia. Eighth of the ninth round came on, or whatever. Arrow tried to punish that man. And that round was ugly. Everyone was like, yo, it's over. They're gonna stop it. They should stop in the corner. Mikey survived, but arrow tried to put it on him. There was not one single point in the fight that Canelo tried to put it on him. And for me, that's disappointing because like Canelo's supposed to be the guy. I want to s- I want to see that. And so uh, it's not even so much like what the style was, like his his. Decision about how he went to fight a a ten to two kind of fight. It's like, yo, you're supposed to be the pound for pound one, two or three. You didn't do enough for
0: me. That, that wasn't it. That wasn't that was not enough. So, here's the thing about so I I did come in with similar expectations that Canelo would look phenomenal against this old version, this older version of Golovkin, and I also think that um even if Golovkin wasn't old. The style that Canelo's developed, I think, what like gives every version of Golovkin, whatever version you want to pick, the the guy Canelo is now is like a perfect. um, He's now got the perfect style to just take away what Golovkin wants to do in the ring, but that's not what happened. Canelo fought very safe, Um, even when he was walking forward. You know, Canelo wasn't he was very uh responsible for what was happening in the ring in terms of like he he wanted things to be on his terms he didn't want to open himself up and but like my big takeaway from watching that and there's two ways to say this there's a mean way and then there's the the nice way and i'll i'll just hit you guys with the mean way before i, I, I you know kind of clean it up a little bit but canelo's washed now that's mean in a sense it is true what i'm saying but like what i yeah. really mean is that we're clearly seeing a guy in Canelo that's in decline. And like the signs have been there. And, um, and, we're, and I think it's just like, you know, it's starting to, to become clear. Now, that's not a bad thing. I'm not saying that he's bad or anything like that, but Canelo is starting to clearly show the signs of a guy who's aging. And if you think about it, it all makes sense. And like for those of you who's like, you know, maybe that hurts to hear, it's like, look, Canelo may be in decline, but this is a great fighter. And great fighters who decline, they tend to stay pretty fucking good for a while. So for those of you that may be thinking like, oh no, 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 no. Canelo's still gonna beat most most guys in whatever weight class he's trafficking in, because he's this is a great fighter. You know and what's I mean, ironic? What? As much as I wanna fry up
1: Canelo, I don't totally agree with your take. The way you positioned it why is that so I don't you know you've seen people mention that he's physically declining maybe it's true you know Canelo said his left hand it was her what I, I don't even buy that shit he's still supposed to get triple G out of there what I noticed in Canelo is that I don't think he's bloodthirsty anymore
0: oh, I think know, the Manny Pacquiao defense <laughs>
1: listen Not the killer the
0: vet, instinct, huh it's not
1: even killer. It, it's but it's a thirst for blood. What in boxing, f- is killer
0: instinct, if not a thirst for blood.
1: <laughs> nah, it's not the same. It's not the same. Every boxer, every boxer got killer instinct. Every boxer got killer instinct. I don't know. To about step that, in to go up to step in the ring. You gotta be. You gotta be a different kind of person. But like fair, and I, and I say this as a competitor. Like a lot of guys will are willing to compete, but only a small handful of guys are willing to take it to like the next level where it's like kind of weird and crazy. Like Kobe, for example, Kobe is bloodthirsty. Like he wants your skull on a stick somewhere. And and you look at like, like Wilder, while they literally said he wanted to kill someone.
0: All right. Well, Deontay is wait, a wait. little bit different. Yeah, but not, nah, but,
1: but, but he said it, but it, even if he didn't say it, he fought like it terence crawford fights like it errol spence in the Kell Brook fight fought like it in a way like if, if you're in the ring with these guys and they don't you shouldn't be there they're going to like it's going to be dangerous for you to even be in their vicinity um it probably better be if it's like that there's a couple guys that they're literally bloodthirsty they're dangerous and i think canelo never like, going on Never had no, can, can, no, 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 Canelo had it. No. The thing is, this right? No, 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 listen, listen, listen. The thing is, not everyone can be like a, a violent fighter. You have to fight to your style. <clears throat> if you're like Floyd Mayweather, for example, Floyd was bloodthirsty, he wasn't like a he wasn't dangerous in the ring. But ultimately, oh. if you didn't deserve to be in the ring with him, he will get you out of there in every day of his career.
0: Floyd was bloodthirsty.
1: Yeah, but once he got to 47, it got different. But he still fought like a bloodthirsty fighter. He was in the gym training his ass off every day like he was broke. To me, that's bloodthirsty. That's hard to do. And I think Canelo going on this stupid journey with Eddie Hearn getting paid for – I mean, I I was talking to Ico about this. One of our patrons, that's my dog, I said Eco, if Canelo was with HBO or Showtime, I don't think six of his last eight opponents would be approved
0: well let me let me if if we and i don't agree with you but if we were to say that you're right i think what if i I wonder if maybe the con fight broke canelo
1: the con fight, well like like mentally because he almost killed that man
0: (laughs) yes like he 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 was like fuck i just caught a body and then remember he (laughs) turned to the crowds like guys no 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 we don't know if he's breathing everyone settle down right now let's check on let's check on dude and then uh and then after that but maybe that fight broke maybe
1: him. but wait 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 come on no angelo because you said he was uh, uh, no 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 no. i agree with that i don't maybe it broke him or not but i'm talking about the approval thing you mean to tell me steven espinosa is going to approve a
0: different yep. conversation though i i don't think but, so but that's a different conversation
1: no it, no 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 it's not a, it is the same conversation because guess what eddie Hearn is paying canelo 30 40 or 50 mil for these bum ass fights. And it, it's like, wh- why? I, I don't even have to be bloodthirsty. I could roll out of bed, beat this dude with a half-assed effort, and go about my business. I don't have to promote the fight. I don't have to be mentally sharp. I don't have to be think, think, thinking about my career. I, I, I'm beating these bums, and, and it's all good. And it it, it kills me because, like, I have, I have friends who are Canelo fans, right? And they're like, who do you want him to fight? He collected all the belts. And it's just like, bro, ultimately, like, the belts can't mean that much at this point like we we all know who the real dudes are and who the real dudes who the real dudes aren't we, we can't like that's why a lot of the shit that canelo's doing right now no longer checks out and saturday is the point that everyone's gonna start to see it
0: i think that's, that, all I'm, that's. um look the the opponents i don't know that, that that's a, i think it's a it's a bit of a different conversation um in terms of like would those opponents be approved Probably not. I mean, he's had some fights where it's like those are clear tune ups that like you don't frequently get the benefit of the doubt when your tune ups are are kind of unknown guys. Um, So there's that. Uh, I, I also hate the like the whole let's let's go back to the HBO Showtime days comparison, because even though I do it sometimes, but like it's hard because boxing has just changed so much since those days but uh um, then, then,
1: then just use Showtime then Steven Espinosa is not approving a lot of Canelo's more recent fights he's just not
0: well yeah I I think that I think that's true um but I I don't think that that's somehow some explanation for I I don't know that at by and I've heard this take before because essentially the take you're making is that some of the matchmaking that Canelo's done he's essentially been able to go on autopilot and still look like the best fighter in the world where he's giving half of his attention and his effort to opponents like say a rocky fielding that i mean i think there's maybe some precedent there but like where that falls apart i think is when he says before the fight like this is personal to me you know Golovkin was talking a lot of shit. i'm gonna knock him out blah 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 which uh they which they foot like commentary was really bad on saturday but but one of the things that like they they really failed with or at least it was just Todd Grisham everyone else I thought was okay um but Todd Grisham he kept saying things that were just blatantly not true and one of the things that he said is you know Canelo predicted a KO here he does not do that he has not done that in a very long time and it's like no I clearly remember Canelo saying that he was gonna waste Caleb plant uh amongst other fighters that Canelo has said like he's taking this dude out so um but like Canelo came in with the intention of knocking Golovkin out, and that's not what happened. And I think just to get back to what I was saying though, um, whether, you know, you can come up with your own explanation, or whatever, you know, however you see fit, but I just think that we're starting to see the signs of Canelo declining. I think from a physical level, like his legs don't look like what they used to be. His head movement is still really good, and I think that's gonna stay there for a long time, uh, probably till the end of his career. But the stamina issue seems to have reared its head again which it it looked like it disappeared. Well, I you know, you could say like, well, the stamina issue wasn't an issue when he was fighting guys that either weren't very good or weren't pushing it that much. Like, you know, Caleb did a good job in that fight, you know, like, you know, making Canelo miss punches. But at the same time, the pace that Caleb fought at was not very fast. So like, you know, Canelo probably could have won 30 rounds. Um, Although he only needed 11. I think that... The stamina issue has come back, and that was like a big criticism from like 2014 about Canelo. It's like, oh yeah, this dude gases in every fight, and we're starting to see that again. And I, I wonder, is that a-, a level of opposition thing, or you know, is this a guy who's got well over 50 fights? He's been fighting professionally since he was 15 years old, um, and he's now on the other side of 30. Th- this shit happens when you get older. Especially when, Yo, you but that's a, that's out. a
1: weird, that's a weird comment to me to to say. Like you could you said the Kayla Plant fight was fought at a slower pace. Mm-hmm. Could it have gotten much slower than the, the Triple G fight? Like uh, Triple G had like one or two rounds where he had like little bursts, but like besides that, Triple G was throwing like pity pad jabs. Like the fight was so weird. Like,
0: well, I th- I th- no, but that's my point is that. The, the, it seems like that is now becoming a thing. It's like it wasn't a thing then, but now it is. I don't know. Maybe Canelo did show some, but, you know, a little bit of sign of of gassing in that fight. I don't know. I don't think so. But, um, it's now just popping up and fights where seemingly he should have been strong in the 12th round because the fight wasn't very, you know, all Canelo was leading most of the time. And so I, I don't understand why this dude, and and the thing that like, I don't know if you caught this before the fight, but something that was really interesting to me was Canelo saying that he hadn't been doing road work because his knee wasn't uh, fully healed. And now it finally felt good and he was able to add running. And so you would think that like the addition of running would be good for Canelo's um, stamina and all that stuff. But then I, w- I w- had a different take uh, that I had told. I don't know if I told you. I we- I actually think I might have told you on the podcast last week. I don't know. But I know I definitely told somebody um I was like are we sure that that's actually a good thing because what if the change kind of shocks his body a little bit and he doesn't like like it doesn't have the effect that he hopes you know And, and I don't I don't know that that's the case like that's like definitely me venturing off into conspiracy land but I do think that like you know ultimately we are seeing a fighter who's in decline still great no don't get me wrong there but um, it's just like you know, watch the signs and, and spot them now, mainly so you can actually appreciate what you got, because too often we see this happen, and then people just totally turn on a fighter, and it's like, dude, you didn't uh, you uh, I don't know, you're a little little caught in a the moment there, but um, yeah, I I just, I don't know. Ultimately, it was not a very good fight. That is like I think one of the more popular takeaways I saw is that people just didn't enjoy watching it. Um, Clearly people didn't see what uh, Steve Weisfeld uh, felt by that Canelo or uh, Golovkin came on super late and won the last four rounds. Clearly we didn't all see that. Cause I mean, I didn't see that. And I also feel like a lot of people started to zone out after like the fifth or sixth round when it became clear. Cause like, I mean the first few rounds for Golovkin were really bad. like. That dude was not throwing punches. He clearly wasn't landing punches. And uh, he just looked like he had no idea how to get punches off. Like, I think I tweeted this out. But it reminded me of watching, like, Shane Mosley towards the end of his career. Where, like, (laughs) Shane was still quick. You could tell Shane was still really strong. And that's, like, something I've always heard about Shane from people that have like either sparred with him or fought him, it's like that dude physically is a monster when it comes to strength. But, um, but in the late stage where all Shane had was a little bit of quickness and and still like big pop, he could never pull the trigger and just couldn't let go of his power shot. And like that's what I felt like watching early Golovkin. It's like even with his jab, which like you know his jab isn't like knockout punch, but Golovkin's always had a really good um respecting re- like respect getting jab and we didn't even see this dude firing that off with really any conviction
1: you know what's weird too is uh, i felt a lot of pe- I saw a lot of people on twitter like maybe not a lot but i saw a few people on twitter attacking jonathan banks and i was just like man like
0: uh i am not think it, this i i think i i was home.
1: just gonna say like i don't I don't think any trainer really would have had like a special game plan for Canelo. I just don't think triple G very much has it anymore.
0: All right. That, that I think that's fair. I think. Yeah. I, I, just, I mean, maybe there's, those are people that are just trying to give, or are just trying to look for somebody to blame other than Golovkin. But I think, I mean, one, I just, we all saw it. I mean, the betting line was why nobody expected Golovkin to win this fight. I think, it was really unlikely to expect Golovkin to catch this version of the you know one of the better defensive fighters in boxing that version of Canelo it's hard for me to see Golovkin catching him there and it's also hard for me to see him like outboxing like a very wily version of Canelo that we have so you know heading into it it just there weren't a lot of avenues i saw that Golovkin could take to have success so i think it's fair to say that maybe Jonathan Banks doesn't deserve that much credit and like it also seemed like the strategy was um and and I don't think this is a terrible strategy in hindsight which is like wait 6 rounds let Canelo gas and then let's start to go to work and it, it that that does appear to be what they were trying to do but i mean one punting 6 rounds probably not the greatest uh game plan when the like the path to knockout is not great but uh that that was what they chose and but but even then like Canelo still far too good to like fall victim to somebody who was just waiting to ambush him in the late stage of the fight hoping that he was gassed and even if Canelo was gassed uh it still wasn't a good game plan so i don't know you wasn't a, it wasn't a good game plan but in hindsight thinking of like how canelo gas it's like i mean yeah it, it just seems like an idea you would read on twitter that nobody would actually try to employ but it sounds good like you'll get likes for it but like don't actually try this and, and but they let's try it i don't know at the end of the day did you really think golovkin was going to beat canelo not that he had a chance but like did you think he was going to beat him i think you would say no
1: absolutely not
0: well actually you incorrectly just want to remind you, you. I called, I picked the KO. Yep, right. pre- predicted the KO. I, on the other hand, genius, changed my pick actually, and I was like, nah, Canelo's not going to KO him. It's just going to be a decision."
1: You should have played the parlay. For anyone listening, Angelo called every fight correctly, every decision, every stoppage, so on and so forth. He missed big
0: money this weekend. Just saying. Parlay. It, it, parlays are like. I don't know. I I I'm I'm a one-on-one type of guy.
1: Oh, one-on-one. <laughs> uh Yo, I listen, I stand by my point. If and and I, a, a Teddy Atlas who I really I'm not a big fan of Teddy Atlas at all. But he said the same thing I said. He was like if Canelo really had it like that right now, that version of Triple G is getting stopped and I agree.
0: Okay, so then you agree with me that he's on decline because clearly Canelo didn't stop him.
1: Yeah, but I said he's on the decline. I do. We just have different reasons. Like I think he's just silk pajama syndrome. You think he's
0: physically all
1: becoming. All right. You're gonna washed. hit
0: everybody with the fucking Marvin Hagler line. I get it.
1: <laughs> nah, I'm not gonna say it because I don't like all them old cliche sayings and shit.
0: You just but it in in silence. I
1: mean, the, the <laughs> thing is, could Canelo and Eddie Hearn really be walking around with silk pajamas, so it's not completely out of place.
0: No, I, what you're saying is accurate. I, I I mean, I just don't think that's the reason. Like, bro. He is, he's got a lot of miles.
1: He does. He's been fighting since, uh, since he was like 16 or 15 or whatever. Hmm. Um, He's got mad professional fights. I mean, he does have a lot of miles.
0: He's had some, he's had some bangers. He's had some, uh, some great fights. He's also had some just, I think fights that were a lot more taxing than people realize. I think the, uh, <laughs> In in the, like, let's just fast forward 30 years from now when we're no longer doing this podcast, hopefully, because we've uh, gotten more of a life at that point. But um, 30 years from now, there's going to be some uh, some jerk off podcasters like us doing a show and they're going to do some like r- retrospective on Canella's career. And they're going to be like, yep, it was that Caleb plant. It was all downhill from that Caleb plant. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's that funny
0: a fight where like three power punches landed the, the entire fight including the ones that hurt caleb
1: i got so much more smoke for canelo man i'm just i'm just disappointed that's it and and like you can't say i'm a hater because like you the way canelo fans hate. talk about Canelo, listen the way canelo fans talk about canelo is the props i give him i think he is pound for pound like he he, he should probably be one but Uh,
0: Oh, i don't agree with that but go on wait say it again you've given that take before that canelo still pound for pound number one
1: no 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 no, not i'm not saying i think he's pound for pound number one right now but he's got that kind of talent
0: okay 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 he's he's that
1: type of fighter and to see to see the path that he's taking it's like it's all bad it's just all bad like i don't and and here's what bothers me okay like i'm gonna go i'm gonna cut straight to it what bothers me is like i didn't like his undisputed journey at 168 before because i wasn't convinced with any of the belt holders really i'm a guy that's names over belts i really don't care that much about the belts but what i will i will respect the fighter who goes after the belts because that is history so like a lot of what Canelo was saying and doing, although I didn't like it, it's still checked out. Like if you want to chase the belts and go for undisputed, cool. It's not my preference, but you can't really be mad at it. But now I, I don't think any of what he was saying and doing before or now is consistent anymore. And, and I, I have an issue with that. Cause like so, so, so before, right? Let me keep going. His whole thing was like, I'm gonna jump to 175. And catch a belt i'm gonna fight Bibble. okay cool like you're staying consistent you lose and want to do the rematch okay cool i still respect that even though i think that's a bad fight for you cool you want the belt all right but then you skip the rematch to drop down and fight triple g who has no belt and has never been at 168 he's never proved anything at the weight class and he's looked trash recently you do that and then say i'm gonna go i want bibble to get the bell at 175 i want that rematch but then you say david Benavides hasn't done anything at 168 it, it just doesn't really sit right with me because because you fighting guys who haven't been champions at 168 who have looked poor but you saying Benavides doesn't deserve it it's just whack bro it's just it's whack to me it's not giving the people what they want on some level you have to do that like people can say what they want about floyd but guess what Floyd did fight Pacquiao. He did fight Cotto. He did fight Canelo. He did re- rematch Madonna. He did fight Shane Mosley. These are all fights people asked for. And you can't fight everybody. Like, no one's saying, like, when it was Floyd, they were saying, you got to fight Sergio Martinez, Triple G. Paul, like, he had to fight everyone. No one is saying, Canelo, go fight better beef. I'm not asking Canelo to do that. But just fight the guys we all want you to fight. We want you to fight Charlo. We want you to fight Benavides it's about time. He gives that to the people, but he's talking about Bivol. It's just not like it. Don't check out no more. It's not fun. It's not good for the sport. You got Steven, a Smith saying the fight was trash. And, and, uh, bill Simmons saying the fight was trash. Bro, bill. Simmons said the fight was the worst event of 2022. That, <laughs> I, I'm a boxing fan. Like I don't really love bill Simmons. He's cool, but like, that shouldn't be how Canelo was putting off for the sport. And if you're really a Canelo fan, I, I bet you're going to say Canelo would beat Charlo and Benavidez. So do it. He fought Triple G for less money than PBC would have gave him for, for Charlo and Benavidez. If the fight is easy, go do it.
0: I think, well, let's talk about the Bill Simmons tweet because I think that's an interest, that, that was interesting. Bill Simmons, for for whatever reason, was down with this fight and he was tweeting about it. Bill Simmons is a pretty big deal like in, in the whole casual sports fan landscape, you know? he's got a lot of followers his fucking sold his company for like 60 million dollars whatever it was which is insane uh but anyway um he called it the worst sporting event of 2022 I don't know if I agree with that but I don't have I can't really like just rattle off some events that were worse but
1: oh now nah, but God. Andrew here's What's it insane. here's it. It, it it doesn't even it's about like as intelligent people, you have to think about things in very simple ways. Like we don't need to compare every single event cuz there's probably a lot more trash events than Triple G versus Canelo 3, but the reality is I was fighting sleep during that fight. And and it could have been, yo, you were tired. I saw a lot of people tweeting, I was falling asleep and they weren't saying it sarcastically. The fight was that boring. And it's so it really comes down to how some shit makes you feel. It wasn't like Canelo versus Caleb Plant with some barn burner ass fight, but guess what? Canelo fight, he was standing across the ring from a dude that genuinely didn't like him, that is genuinely in his prime and genuinely believes what he's about to do to Canelo. And it gives you that electric feel while you're watching. Like, damn, what's about to happen? Canelo yeah. Triple G was so ass watching it in per. Like, I I watched it hoping that Canelo would smash Triple G shit. And it was garbage. It was a garbage ass fight. Well, I don't care how much you love Canelo. That fight was true. That was one of Canelo's worst fights ever. That was trash.
0: I think the animosity was not there in, in the way that they fought that we expected for one, which was a big letdown for two. I just don't think we saw, like, we did not see, we didn't see the versions of these dudes that we expected. And like, that's probably on us a little bit cause it's like,
1: no. No, it's not. You're you, you you trying to – you know, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not letting you get away with it on this podcast. Listen, how – name a fight recently on PBC that didn't even have one viral clip. Like, Abner Mares versus Luis – uh, it's not Flores. Is it Luis m- – Miguel, Miguel Flores. Miguel Flores versus Abner Mares. That fight was not that great, but there was one round – where Abner Martins landed like nine hooks in a row consecutively right, and that's shit...
0: fair. Cause you're comparing an undercard fight with. No, the... it
1: don't matter. Let's compare the headliner Ortiz versus Ruiz. And let's take away the knockdowns. There were punches that Ortiz landed on Ruiz. And you could look at the highlight, the replay and be like, yo, but how what, did.
0: You know what I actually, here's, here's a perfect counter. I think everyone will agree with this. You may be wrong. You may be right, but you know what? We don't know, you know why? Cause we were watching commercials between rounds.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I yo, but, know,
0: there might've been some viral clips, but I wasn't able to uh, take a look listen, at if it. The, if the, I
1: saw the viral clip that the zone put up and it was like, look at Canelo and triple G's chin and they were throwing jabs at each other. Like you can't talk about someone's chin and they're throwing light jab. It's just, yo, the whole thing was ca- like, I not wanna say catastrophic, that's a little much, but yo, it was just not it, it was not lit bro. Nah. And this is Canelo. This is supposed to be the face of boxing, pound for pound, number one, the big money dog Generate Like, he, he, did, just, he did not deliver on anything. There was no, no delivery of anything. And, and, he, and what irked yeah. me, too, sure. low-key,
0: huh? said so didn't meet the expectations, and the expectations were set really high.
1: Yo, you got to – listen, you're in a position that no one else is in boxing. You're, you're the biggest revenue earner. There are expectations that you have to hit on. Pacquiao hit on him. Uh, Floyd hit on him. Oscar De La Hoya hit on him. When you're in that spot, you can't just you can't just roll out of bed, spar, and go home thirty million dollars richer. It don't work like that. That's bad for the sport. Hey, I don't care how how much you love Canelo, it is not. That's what he's doing, and it's trash.
0: Like now we got to
1: defend Bill Simmons saying that shit was garbage, And, and what like. And now people, like the whole thing is just not, it's so whack, bro. It's so whack. And I'm ranting, but I'm just upset because it's like, yo, Canelo is better than this. He, he's, he's a better fighter than this. And I believe in Canelo's competitiveness, like people say he's not competitive. He's lazy. All he want to do is cake off and like take the easy route. I want to not believe that. But the shit he's doing is, is dumb to me. Like he wants to rematch Bivil. Well, and that's a fight. He's not going to win that. He's not going to win that fight. He's not going to win that fight he lost nine to three. Why would you rematch this guy and skip Charlo, which would do it, it will probably sell 800,000 pay per view buys. And and it'll put it'll raise your name to a level that like is is aligned with other stars like LeBron, Steph Curry. Right, Canelo so should be there. But instead,
0: that. huh? I said settle down you crazy for saying that. What do you mean? I, but listen,
1: I believe Canelo star power could be like that if he was doing the right thing, but he wants to fight Bivol and and do this dog and pony shit with Eddie Hearn. Mm. And, he, and he's, he's wasting it. He's,
0: well, he's, he's, here's the issue with that. Demetri Bivol has a fight signed already. And there's no guarantee that Bivol wins his next fight. He's fighting Zerto. Yeah, Z-
1: Z- Zerto could definitely win for sure.
0: Yeah. That's a definitely a winnable fight for Zerto. Like no question about it. Um, so here's a
1: question. Here's a question. Since we're talking about 175, say Zerto wins. What do you think Canelo would do?
0: I don't know, man. I don't know. And that's like that. That is like the that's the the chaos situation that I think we all should be rooting for. As much as like I, I like Bivol and I want him to beat Zerto. Like that's like legitimately how I feel. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of Zerto. If Zerto beats Bivol, that opens up everything so it's like Canelo still has one fight left on his DeZohn deal. What does he do then? He they're like PBC's not going to send one of their guys over when they know they could just wait for Canelo to do one fight and then he's basically a free agent again and then they get to do the fight on their platform. So, it's highly unlikely that they send a guy over for for DAZN, unless it's like a low-level dude like all right, Canelo's like, "Yo, send me um Let me get Andre Dorrell, Caleb Truex." <laughs> yeah, he's like they'll be like take him. Take him. We got a couple others that we want to send you to. Um but so that that's probably not going to happen. So if Zerto beats Bivol, I think Canelo's more interested in fighting Bivol to get that win back than he is about getting the title. I think I, I so that that's what I think. I don't know for sure. So then that that kind of makes it like um like okay, then he cuz that means he's he would that would mean that he's not totally committed to fighting Zerto. And so what does he do? Like, does he just rematch Bibble in like a like a non-title match? Or I mean, I don't know, as a fucking WBA. Maybe they'll like invent a title to put put on the line. Probably they would do that. Does he do that? Or and if that's not what happens and says like, say what if Bibble has a rematch clause? And he's like, no, nah, I'm trying to get my title back from Zerto, that puts them two dudes on the shelf. Then what does Canelo do? He got no opponents that I can think of. That's the situation that I want, because I wanna see like some creativity on like who they drag out. Like, Is it Jake Paul's time? Is his number finally gonna get called?
1: Yo, I don't know, man. All I know is I don't, I believe Canelo is more interested in having his own autonomy than he is like doing what people would wanna see. So in the event that Zerto beats Bibble and it just doesn't work out, I expect some off-brand shit like Canelo in the UK against John Ryder or some shit that's just like, yo, what?
0: Like, why? That's not happening, guys. Um, just put that out of your mind. Just not going to be John Ryder. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not saying that, that, you know, it was at one point, but John Ryder's like, they're not going to go down that route anymore. They're going to do Joshua Boatze. And I think that that's like, a possibility. Come on, like, Buazzi really, like... He's undefeated.
1: Um, Who asked for that, though? At some point, we have to be honest. Like, I remember there was a guy in the review section that was like, how could Lex hate on Canelo facing Bivol? Does anyone remember Oscar De La Hoya beating Felix Sturm? No. No one cares about those kinds of fighters. And it's not... When I say those kinds of fighters, I'm not talking about European guys. But, like, there is a a kind of currency that comes with having a big name and canelo is it's like he's feasting on these guys that don't have big names it doesn't really do anything for your resume you get the belts all right cool that's that's all it'll stand for
0: uh but but here's the thing like i think there are some fighters that really do think that those belts matter and they like and for canelo he might see it as like look i make i get paid no matter what i fight anybody i get paid and they're and they're willing to pay so i'll just fight whoever you know whoever's got a belt like that's where things come into play and like and i feel like a lot of you know manny pacquiao employed this at times because it was preferential to grabbing a title a lot of fighters do this so i don't know i i think that it's a possibility that maybe he does wind up going to the uk fighting joshua buatsi if Zerdo beats Bivel, but i mean let's be real here bival going to beat zerto Maybe
1: I don't really have any strong take on that fight, but uh, all I do have a strong take on is i don't I'm names over titles. I will forever be like that, um especially if you're a star. I think titles are very important for fighters that are fighting for star power or fighting for name recognition because then like once you get the title like you the way you market yourself becomes a little different a world champion wBA champion wbc champion canelo's He's been past that for like seven years. Like he doesn't need belts. Like everyone knows who he is and what he brings to the table. But whatever.
0: Um, what do you think should be next for Golovkin?
1: I mean, to be fair, I don't think like I'll I'll say two things. I don't think he should compete anymore because he just didn't look that good. And like health should come first for a, for an older fighter, but. There's going to be a lot of money on the table for him like a triple g charlo fight does huge business in my opinion maybe not like super huge but like that's a fight that like will be talked about on espn that'll be a, that'll permeate uh mainstream casual sports fandom and so if you know i, I don't know what tom loffler's working relationship is with, with pbc i don't think they've ever had any tom Loffler fighters. But if they were willing to make that jump i mean that's a huge fight and uh-huh. then I mean, if not i mean i guess they could do triple g munguia that's another option um i mean neither to me neither of those fights end well for triple g but you know if he wants to like take get one more like like cash out one last time those, those are on the table
0: I mean, I definitely think that he can cash out. I think he can cash out like two more times. I think the Glufkin name, I mean, he's obviously not Canelo, you know, but the Golovkin name still got a lot on it, I think. And like he he did like he he definitely lost very clearly against Canelo, but like he didn't look horrible. We've seen worse dudes fall apart uh on the main stage. I mean he he, he didn't look like Peter Quillen against Angulo, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah that 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 should that's definitely the standard of like all right give it up pal well while, while not like just blatantly getting stopped but like just looking like you don't got it in you anymore no he didn't look like that but i got something so like you know charlo's cool Benavides is cool like whatever if you want to go to 160 168 mungu whatever there's all these dudes that you could could potentially fight but i'm gonna throw something out at you that i think you might like and it's safe Golovkin would be the favorite. You know, oh my God! Active, none other than Sergio Martinez.
1: Nah, that's too crazy. That's too crazy. Come on, uh, who's watching that? This like, come on, I'm, who who's putting that on and who is watching that? That's like some like that's like a who cares? <laughs> like that's a thriller. That's a, box, tr- right? that's a thriller fight. That's a thriller fight. Basically, yes. I just put it like that.
0: Yes, but thriller's out the game if okay here here we go if
1: if golovkin no i'll give you one if golovkin wanted a fight mm-hmm. that was easy work and he'll get paid for mm-hmm. throw him in against jared Heard or j-rock
0: bro you tr- you're trying to get someone killed and i don't know who it's gonna be but <laughs> someone's trying to... no <laughs> i uh, but
1: but uh, but you're not trying to get sergio martinez killed isn't he like 52 by now so what listen close enough at least those guys are in their
0: 30s see the difference here is that Sergio Martinez at like you know his run was literally like one one or two years but during that run when this dude had no legs it was clear this dude couldn't walk anymore people were out here saying yeah well he's scared of Golovkin that's why he's fighting Miguel Cotto and it's like, nah, no one knows who Golovkin is. That is the that is the issue here. If he could cash out against Golovkin, he would definitely do that. But Miguel Cotto is the only guy he can cash out against. Well, is payback time. Sergio Martinez, if he still got it in him, and he thinks that he's not like as old as Golovkin looked, he can go out there and punish him. Now, what's probably going to happen is Gennady Golovkin is going to look like fucking 2013 Golovkin and Gabe Rosado, this guy. But, uh, (laughs) which he, you know, who knows? He he probably was going to do that if they had fought in like 2013 when Sergio's legs gave out on him. But wouldn't you want to see it?
1: Nah, man, I don't want to see like, (laughs)
0: because the thing is like, like, I like, like I don't
1: mind freak, I don't mind freak fights, but when they're, when they're sold as like goofy freak fights, like Angulo versus Quillen was like funny and entertaining because like there was no expectation of anything if they do martinez versus triple g they'll try to like hype it up as some like rivalry that never happened it's just like yeah
0: i know it's probably not like would be it would not it definitely sergio martinez should not be fighting dudes that like are still rated in the top 10 in any division and golovkin would still you know he's still i mean shit might even still be top five middleweight but um yeah, I mean, in theory, you're right. I, I, I agree with you. But also, like, a part of me is like, I don't know, man. I, I, I want to see it.
1: You're down for the nonsense.
0: I am definitely down for the nonsense. There's levels well, that, like, I'm definitely willing to go down that road.
1: I get shout to Rollins. That's my guy. He was tweeting how Golovkin has, like, six days or something to decide if he wants to oh, drop yeah, back down right. and fight Laura yes otherwise the wba will free up for laura so i mean you know i don't know where Golovkin stands on like keeping his whatever belts he has i forget which joints he has but um it's the wba one that no but what what belts does he have collectively like wba what else
0: wbo ibf no no no. he has the ibf the wba and the ibo which he thinks is a real title but you know
1: it's (laughs) so you know i some guys want to keep their belts so maybe we get triple g lara which to be honest like that's a cool fight because they're both kind of washed like i i who would you pick in that fight even uh golovkin i mean that'd be a pretty fun fight you know in my opinion
0: um i don't know it's it, it seems like yeah golovkin but like would you be shocked if Lara just like jabbed and circled for 12 rounds and then won like won a decision where he landed 67 punches and N-
1: nothing? Nothing would surprise me in that fight because like we've seen Lara at times, a younger Lara struggle with like certain types of pressure. But Lara now, like he's whipping out these counter punches that have a little bit of thump on him. And like. He's always been a I- puncher yeah and, and here's my thing like i don't care how good your chin is chins have like expiration dates For most guys will reach a point where like no matter how good your chin is it's gonna get cracked and if lara hits triple g with one of those like magical counters that he's been throwing recently who knows maybe triple g gets sat down i don't know
0: uh i mean it's, it's definitely a possibility it would be really funny but like i feel like i th- if i were to rank the fights that i'd want to see golovkin in, The Laura fight is like close to the top because it's just nostalgia at this point. Like Laura has been around for a long, long time. I mean, Laura was out here fighting on Friday night fights. Okay. And then Golovkin obviously been around for a while. I I like these, uh, let's tie up all the old loose ends types of fights. So like Golovkin, Laura, I'm down with that. I I,
1: I like it also because it's, I don't like putting guys in like no win situations. I think it's kind of whack. And I, I think, uh, like, they're both pretty, I won't say, like, washed equally, but, like, they've declined, like, a similar amount, in my opinion. Maybe, like, a, maybe Lara's, like, a little more fresh, but, like, they're both far from prime. You know
0: what I'm saying? Uh, Lara's faced really bad opposition lately, so who knows how washed he is. He has not fought a fucking Canelo, although he wishes. Uh, he's not fought. Like, if you look at, like, Canelo's, or not Canelo, um... Golovkin's last three opponents, Canelo, Murata, and Srezmeta. If we look at old boy Arislane Dilara, who's probably, um, you know, in like his last three fights, we got, dude, they're both like just as inactive as each other. This is, they're perfect. Uh, We have Spike O'Sullivan, Cornflake LaMana, and Gary Vendetti. It's Greg (laughs) Vendetti. We have no clue. We have zero clue how good Lara is anymore.
1: So that that alone makes me want it even more because it's like we have two guys who like everyone will will agree on are washed.
0: So basically, this is just like the 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 Sergio fight, except Lara, as far as we know, has never had a catastrophic injury to his knee. uh, Yeah, Lara's also not like fifty years old. But no, but he's he's close, he's 39.
1: He, oh, perfect. Triple G's age, let's get it.
0: So, like, obviously, the Jamal fight would be good because it's a unification, one step closer. I mean, assuming you care about the titles, is one step closer. Blah blah blah. It's also like a good fight for Jamal, given that, like, he's uh, I don't know, I prefer the Benavides plant fight long term than I do be- Charlo fighting either of those guys. Not that I would like balk at, at any of those matchups, but. I I just prefer it. So like, I'd be all right if Jamal fought um, Golovkin, but the Lara fight is like the the next best thing. <laughs> like uh, this, I, I probably would laugh and talk about this fight a lot more than I would like a potential <laughs> Golovkin and Charlo fight. That's just me though.
1: No, the the Lara fight is perfect. Honestly, like that's like that's like Chef's kiss in my opinion.
0: Like, oh my god just like you're getting excited at the idea of it with his stupid straight left hand and then like glove is like hitting laura on the top of the dome with that like little hooking shot that he does and laura goes down and then laura like is on his bike for the next 10 rounds before he gets caught again uh th- this fight has potential to be the worst fight we- you've ever seen it's also potential that it has some amazing moments yeah, I'm definitely. Yeah, like that. That. Count me
1: in on on Triple G and Canelo. If it, it, out of all the fights that could be made for Triple G, that's, put that at the top. Because even like the Charlo fight, as much as it'd be cool for like the hype of it and stuff like that, I I think Charlo would beat the shit out of Triple G right now. And
0: I don't know, man.
1: I'm not. Nah, I, that, listen. Come I just told you. Injury. He he had a no back injury, man.
0: Oh, come on. Stop. Don't, don't, don't go down that road. Don't do, don't do our boy do like that.
1: Coming off of freaking rehab or something like that.
0: (laughs) Bro. You accusing this man of, of using? Not anything
1: problematic, but I just think he's, you know, a lot of fighters have had issues, drinking issues. I think maybe he had some drinking issues. That's it.
0: Wow. Wow. Just everyone's getting it on this episode from left. Canelo got it in the, yeah. yo, nah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. sick of it because <laughs> I'm 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 sick of it because yo,
1: box like w- we're at a crossroads in boxing. We could get really lit and put together the fights that most people want to see. Like, except for Canelo fans. Like Canelo fans don't want to see Canelo potentially lose. So like they don't want and oh, they also God, some of, so, so what, what, no no wait, wait, wait. Some of them don't even want to see Canelo with PBC, which is corny. But Canelo versus Charlo, huge fight. Canelo versus Benavides, huge fight. We could go in that direction or or we could keep going with the nonsense. So, Canelo fights, uh, whatever my man's name is from the UK. Triple G fights like, <laughs> like, goes to top rank and fights like, uh, who knows? Like, I uh, can't so even think of someone.
0: I, I thought of that angle. It's like, what if Golov, because Golovkin? I feel like, has done some. He too has had some pretty strange career moves. I mean, ultimately they make sense, but like it's like uh, I don't know. At what cost did you did you make this move? But anyway, um, I thought about him going to top ranks. I feel like that would be like a Golovkin move, and uh, there's no way this dude like wants to scrap with John Beck. Like John Beck is is his countryman. I I don't see Golovkin going down that road. So I mean, I w-
1: I would agree, but you never know, like. Hey. boxing has been boxing that has, has been weird. We've had a lot of weird, unpredictable situations unfold. So who knows? But mm-hmm. I just I want, know. I just want boxing to get back on track. That's it. I mean, it's, but things are looking good. Like I think arrow versus Buttle happened. I think Ryan versus tank might happen, So we're, we're going to get some good action and in these then, coming like months,
0: Sergio. No, you could go up and Laura. I, I, I would, I'm down for any, like, can we do a round robin?
1: <laughs> who else you want to throw in there? Throw in, throw in Angulo, no, no, throwing no, no. Peter right. throwing Peter Quillen, and, and uh, who else? There's got to be like one or two Everyone other guys.
0: from the 2013 middleweight scene?
1: I'm down. People always say they want a tournament. Put that tournament together. So I'll support that one.
0: We got Golovkin as a number one seed, Lara number two, Sergio number three. You, you, I, I say only Peter Quillen gets in, even though like Peter Quillen has boxed in a while. Uh, fucking dust off Andy Lee, <laughs> bro. Might have to lose forty pounds, but it'll be worth it. Trust me. Um, Darren Barker still around? There you go. Daniel giel he'd been wanting that rematch. And then just now you in there for for whatever. Just
1: there we, you go. Now you're thinking.
0: They, they, we're cooking with fire in this tournament. Yes. Uh, yeah. I I, I don't know. I. It'll be interesting to see Golovkin in his next fight because, like, like, like I said earlier, I think that this, like, the version we have of Canelo at this point is just always going to give Golovkin trouble, and aging Golovkin is like just not going to have any chance. So it'll be interesting to see how he looks um, against somebody who's not Canelo because even in Murata, where he did not look good for like the first five rounds or so, when he turned it on and he got like he got warm, he looked. He looked fine. He looked like the old guy once he started to get it going, and I think he had. No, nah, actually, he didn't. But, um, but yeah, at least in the Murata fight, he did look a little bit like his old self at one point. La- or not last night, but on Saturday night, he did not look like the Gennady Golovkin we all know and love at all. Part of that is Canelo, and then the other part is like, I mean, he's forty years old. So
1: oh, all right. Let me let me ask you two questions, and these are inspired from by Rollins. Because I feel like if he was on the pod, he'd have talked about this. What is your position on Canelo sitting on the belts? One. And two, what did you think about his post fight comments um, on David Benavidez and how he handled that whole portion of his uh post fight, whatever?
0: I, I so regarding the comments, um he Canelo sounded like a hypocrite. He sounded like somebody who Kind of spoke in the heat of the moment and didn't really realize how contradictory he was being or actually it'd be hypocritical he was being of what he said um i think those are just throwaway comments though i don't think he really means that like you saw him trying to walk back like the i won't fight mexicans line by but but by also doing a terrible job of like the, the way you say it is you just blatantly say like i mean i i don't prefer to but i will if this is the fight the fans want that's what you're supposed to say in that situation. What he said was was not that. So, um so yeah, I I don't know. I just kind of throw that out. I don't I don't care. Uh but the belt situation is a, is a real thing because like he hasn't um he hadn't defended the titles and if he goes back to 175, we're essentially not seeing him fight against a <clears throat> like anyone that the sanctioning bodies have like asked him to fight against in like close to 2 years at that point or something like that. So, it is a bit of an issue, and it does hold up the division because, like, whether people want to admit it or not, belts mean money. And so, fights don't get made because belts aren't on the line. And then the other way is, like, you know, you're not likely to accept certain fights. Like, let's take David Benavides. Some guys won't accept a fight. Like, if David can't get Canelo, if he can't get Caleb Plant because Plant's got Durell or whatever. A lot of guys aren't going to take a fight with david Benavides unless there's like a belt on the line because that's a really tough fight that's just you know that's just how it goes and you know you could look at it up and down you know whether it be shakur stevenson or or um i don't know a, a josh taylor like dudes ain't really trying to fight unless the belts are going to be at stake and so it does hold up the division when one guy's got all the titles because now fights can't you know but one thing that belts do serve in addition to to that is like they also can force fights to get made do like mandatory situations and all that and so i don't know i i'm uh, undisputed i i feel like undisputed is always it's not like it's cool to to reach that point and to like definitely assert that level of dominance over a decision or a, d- a division but at the same time it causes a lot of issues for the division and we're going to see it at 154. I mean we've already seen it with like you know Jamal almost wasn't able to get that make that zoo fight happen because the IBF started to act up and the WBA has has their their own thing that they want to be doing and like there's also this call in boxing to like clean up the the interims and the the all, all those additional titles that are being cre- created but some of those are created out of necessity over situations where a guy holds titles and is going to do stuff that the sanctioning bodies don't want them doing. Then you have these situations created where there's a bunch of titles. You also have situations where titles are created for seemingly no reason. So it's, it's hard because it's like these things are working against each other, but at the same time, this isn't what people want. So it's just a tricky situation. Um, I don't mind Canelo holding all the titles at 168, but I think that there's got to be a lot more... Either the sanctioning body has got to try to force these fights that need to happen to happen, or at that point, you might as well just create new titles and and, and say Canelo's above the titles, or strip them and and take the extreme path, but I don't think they'll do that. There's too much money... uh, tied up with Canelo fighting and getting and paying his sanctioning fees. At the end of the day, the whole title situation is a fucking racket. And I mean, like what do the sanctioning bodies actually do? All they do is they, they, they buy this like, you know, $2,000 gold belt. And then they collect checks every time somebody fights, not for the title, but anytime they fight in a fight where they want, the sanctioning body to recognize them so that they can then pop them up on the rankings you know that's all it is so you see guys with like them wbc patches and shit like that when it's like number eight versus number 12 in the division it's like nah, they're wearing that patch because they're trying to get to like top five so that they can then be in a position to fight for a title although in some cases you know you don't need to be top five to get a title shot but that's so,
1: so let me ask you you know, there, there will always be people who are like, but Angelo, Floyd held up the division when he was fighting. He, the sanctioning bodies never did anything to him. So why would they do anything to Canelo? That's fair. What is, your, what is your response to that?
0: That's totally fair. But the difference there is that Floyd never was undisputed. And in fact, when he won three titles at welterweight, so he had the WBC and the WBA, got the WBA from Marcos Maidana. Manny Pacquiao had the WBO. Floyd beats him. So now he's a WBC, WBA, WBO. The IBF was held by Kelbrook Brook at the time. No one was holding up the division. You could have just went through Kelbrook to get a shot since Floyd had three titles. But you didn't need to because do you know what the WBO did? They immediately stripped Floyd because Floyd... Let it be clear. Actually, no. I don't think. I think they stripped him without even really consulting him. But it was clear, you know, if we're just being real, Floyd wasn't about to fight no mandatories, That he didn't have to. He was Floyd Mayweather, and whether he had those titles or not didn't matter. People were going to order the fights, and so, you know, Floyd made that call because it's like you know he he, he looked at like the cost benefit analysis of having all these things and realized that. Not having this title is worth more than having it. And but but also, well, actually, no, he didn't, but he would have come to that conclusion. The reality is the WBO was just like, no, fuck you. And then they put it up as a vacant between like Jesse Vargas and Saddam Ali, I believe it was. So the so- the only way you can hold up a division is if you have all the titles and then don't fight anyone. Or you say you will only fight certain guys. That's the only way that the division wasn't held up by then. It it felt that way because we had very few unified champions at the sport or or at that time in the sport. So, but now we actually see what it's like to see a division get held up.
1: I think the difference, because obviously I don't agree with people who would say Floyd held up the division with belts. But what you may have seen was guys would wait to fight Floyd. But that's not really Floyd's like that. Like that's not his problem. You know what I mean? Like guys could have waited or continued to fight on. That's on the fighter. But if you're if you're trying to get a belt or you need a belt to get a big fight, then Canelo is holding up the division. Is that fair to say?
0: Uh, yeah. But Canelo's situation or the situation now is kind of different because um. I also kind of widely just disagree with the point in general, because I don't think like guys put really only a few guys really punted their careers because they were trying to wait around for a shot. But for the most part, you look at all those guys that could have been accused of like putting their careers on hold to try to get that Floyd fight most of them had great careers anyway. So like
1: absolutely absolutely
0: but um, in, in this example, the difference. Is that one of the ways that people are trying to force fights like a David Benavidez is to basically put pressure through the sanctioning bodies and then the sanctioning bodies at some point will order the mandatory no one was really trying to do that to Floyd. And the reason why is because unlike Canelo Floyd had this like incredible power over the sanctioning bodies and the sport was different back then But Floyd just fucking tell the sanctioning bodies like I'm not fighting him. I'll fight who I want to. This is who we're fighting. You adjust, and that may still happen to some level. I think there's a possibility that that's probably what happens in some of Canelo's cases. Uh, the, the whole point, by the way, is like, you know, don't get caught in the weeds here on like, oh, the differences between Floyd and Canelo. It's like, no, the point here is that the sanctioning body setup that we have while it is the only setup we have and i don't have any solutions for a better one and i don't think any of us really do um we're going to need to hire much better consultants than, than us but the point is that the system is not good and it's full of like i i have literally been on meetings for these um ratings and how this stuff works and it is uh, not scientific whatsoever so you know we, we can stress about you know how to like oh is the division being held up but like the, the, the whole point is like it's just crazy how this is all done in the first place and so th- this is a mess of the sanctioning body's own creation that's that's all there is to it so i, I don't have a better explanation uh for for this but like i, I don't agree with that canelo I I think Canelo's holding up the title situation, but, like, um, I mean, I, what's new? It's the, way, mm-hmm. it's the way the sport works, I guess. Um, but, yeah, we're all in agreement, though, that the, the best path forward is Golovkin versus either Sergio Martinez or de Lara. <laughs> he doesn't want to do a pay-per-view fight with Jamal Charlo, which I think is...
1: I mean, it's the biggest money maker. It's not like the most winnable option. But
0: if you are setting betting lines, though, I, I think that's probably that's probably what it would be. Also, I just want to say, I don't know if you you noticed this, but I don't, maybe it was you know my eyesight, which tends, which might be going not going, but like you know getting worse. But um, did Golovkin look small in the ring to me or to you, or was that just me? He did not. Um, sixty like eight pound fighter.
1: I didn't exactly make that observation. While watching the fight
0: oh, well if, if if you're still listening um let me know how you like i don't know he just looks small to me uh but yeah anything else about this fighter should we move on
1: i mean i think that's it man
0: uh i mean that's it i'll just cap it off i say i was somewhat disappointed by the lack of action in the fight but i also it, it really played out the way i thought it was going to play out. But, which was that Canelo would win a decision. Canelo was going to start strong early and look to make a point. And then he's going to figure out at some point, either Golovkin is still dangerous and, like, he's going to have to chill out. Or he'll just realize, like, look, it's in the bag. Um, No point in getting reckless here. And, and go down that path. And, and that's, I mean, I didn't quite nail it on how... um well, I guess the reasoning for the way the fight would play out, but I, I did think Canelo was going to win a decision, which is pretty good. Uh, the undercard wasn't very good. I feel like sometimes I—I don't, I don't know. I feel like this. Oh happens. wait,
1: can I slip? Can I slip in something because we had a debate in the, the chat that I wanted to bring up on this mm-hmm. uh, podcast? Do you have any? Let's just do over under on five hundred thousand buys. Uh. Or, or you could say like right around there,
0: because that's possible too. Maybe right around there. Okay. The traffic was okay on, on all the avenues I have to look at traffic. Uh, the traffic was okay. It wasn't like amazing. Um, it was, I'll say this, the traffic was less significant. I would say the traffic was clearly less than Joshua Usyk too, of the, the stats that I had available to me. So read into that however you want. But is that like
1: during or post fight because,
0: um,
1: or can you not tell
0: I can't tell. Okay. Yeah, that's all, all I can, that's all I got. Um, the undercard, I, I, I feel like sometimes pay-per-views, I feel like this happens a lot on pay-per-views and it pisses me off when it happens where you get a pay-per-view And every fight goes decision, and it's like, what the fuck, man! Like you're you're just like kind of antsy, and you want to just get to the main event, and um, then you get just slapped in the face by three decision fights that either are like one sided or just like not bangers. And I felt like the three undercard fights were just pretty ho hum. I I saw some people saying like the Bam fight was great, but I didn't think it was that good. Um. It didn't have much in the way of drama. It kind of it kind of played out like a normal sort of average, not a terrible but not a great fight between like guys south of one eighteen. It was entertaining enough, but like it, it wasn't like a banger or anything like that. Um, and then, geez, I can't even remember the other fights that were technically part of the pay per view undercard, uh, which says everything we need to know about him oh the, the, there was ammo williams which shout out to ammo man he he had everyone fooled at the press conference where he looked like he was on cloud nine but showed up boxed really well i thought and i don't think the fight was that close even though commentary just was terribly overreacting to karen conway um i don't know I, I, they may got a little something with ammo there and then uh the I- fight after that God, i don't even remember I want
1: to say Mark Castro, but that may have been on the nah, YouTube. No. To be honest,
0: Castro, yeah, Casper was on YouTube. Our boy Corey called those fights. Shout out to Corey. Um, Corey should have been on the fucking main call. Like they had this dude uh, calling Joshua Usyk too, and then he didn't get a chance to call Canelo. He would have done a significantly better job. Oh, the Ali Akhmadov gave Rosado fight. Man, that was that was bad. Wasn't a fan. But yeah, that wasn't it. But, but one money. So, you know, there's a saving grace there. Uh,
1: I mean, not, not much to, to me, not much to talk about as far as this whole card goes. <laughs> there's a lot to talk about. Well, no, a lot to talk about with Canelo and Triple G. Obviously, not so much to talk about with otherwise. <laughs> <clears throat>
0: yeah. um, all right. Now, I, I hate to have to bring this up, but we're at the end of, of the road here. And uh, I do want to bring this up, although I don't want to. Spence Crawford. We are now in the, all right, guys, any second now, we're in that mode. I've been, I have not mentioned this. I have not panicked. I have been pretty confident about what is going to happen with these two individuals. But I must say that we are now at the point where even I'm like, checking my watch, looking at the timeline because uh, it is now about that time where that fight needs to get announced. If it's going if it's going to take place on the date that we think it's going to take place. If it's not, then obviously they got more time. But um, we are now in that point where the promotion would start. So I don't know. How are you feeling? Let's get your temperature.
1: Uh, I mean, my thing with the Arrow Bud fight is like, it doesn't have very many options so like it would be in his best whatever whatever you call it to just get a deal done now i don't know if that's like straight in the arrow i don't know if it's like a three-fight deal and he starts with keith that would that would shock me i wouldn't i don't i don't really expect that but i for for that reason i don't spend a lot of time speculating on if or when it'll happen if Because if it doesn't happen, Errol will just go to 154, like he's been saying for a very long time, and Bud will just be in no man's land. He'll be in uh, Andrade, Tevin Farmer, <laughs> uh, uh, Regis Prograde territory, and I, I don't think he wants to be there. So I, I, I think it'll happen when, I don't know, but you know, I'm not really holding my breath. I mean, I, I think they'll figure it out.
0: Uh... I hope so. And I, and I, and I've been confident all year long, um, that this, it would be this fall. I've been confident. I think even before the Ugas fight, this is the time, um, there've been some wrenches thrown into the plan. Absolutely. That, or at least wrenches thrown in that have made things pretty tricky, but I, I, I believe for a long time that those things will work themselves out. The people involved, uh, for this fight, Uh, at least a couple of the people have got a pretty good track record of putting on big fights those two being Heyman and uh steven with uh, over at showtime uh although fox you know who knows maybe they get involved i I doubt it but um but i don't know the, the just you know the 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 tweet or whatever the report from mike coppinger last week was kind of full of shit because it was nothing that we hadn't already known uh, other than like one detail about like a rematch clause. It's like, okay, yeah, cool. Like, obviously this fight was gonna have a rematch clause for both of these dudes. Um, so yeah. Bilateral. <laughs> Bilateral. Like, okay,
1: pal, who taught you that? I, I'm not gonna lie. Like one thing that irks me is like, there's so many people just in the boxing community who like act as if they have some like drop on this fight. and. They know the date, and it's just like, guys, like you can look at a calendar and like see what days are open at MGM grand or T-Mobile and kind of like speculate is like, I no one has like the
0: magical dream here. Huh? You don't need to give up the game now. How am I going to be able to talk? Like I'm superior to you,
1: <laughs> but it, it's not, listen, you got other tricks that I won't reveal, forget all that guys just hang tight. If we get the fight, great. It'll be one of the more anticipated fights. And if not, like Terrence Crawford, we know who Terrence Crawford is. He's a a very March to my own beat, weird dude. And Arrow will just go to 154 and we'll probably get like an Erickson-Lubin fight or a J-Rock fight or something like that, which is like, it's obviously, huh?
0: He ain't fighting that. If he goes to 154, it's going to be a pay-per-view. You gonna fight someone? So, any fight Arrow does is pay
1: per view. But who, who, if he goes to 154, do you see him fighting? You know, uh, you know who would be cool. Before I'm, I'm gonna cut you out. I'm sorry, I had to cut you out. I just want to get this off my chest. Arrow versus Jesus Ramos would be kind of neat, I think.
0: Uh, if you want to see a massacre, yeah.
1: If Arrow's first fight at 54, up and coming champ who would, or up and coming uh, contender who would absolutely take that fight. He's Mexican. Arrow's black. You put it in Cowboy Stadium, it does probably pretty good numbers. Just saying. But who's your pick? Who's your pick? Jermel.
0: Okay. Arrow, the, them dudes will make it work, first of all. But two, um, if Arrow goes to 154, he's he's going to do big things there. And that's sure. probably the only fight that 154 that would be uh, bigger than him staying at 147 and fighting Keith Thurman. I mean, for, for both Errol and Bud, the biggest fight for them outside of each other is Keith Thurman. So like, you know, Keith's about to fight one of them if this shit falls apart, but I don't think, I I, I don't know. I'm little- I
1: don't think so. I think if it if it falls apart, Bud is not going to PBC because if he's not willing to take whatever little short change money that they're offering from, for Errol, he's not gonna fight Keith. It's just gonna, I, I feel like at that point, like it would be like Cold War type shit, and there just there would be no deals being made. I think Keith will fight Ugas, and Arrow will go to 54, like he's been said.
0: Uh, I, I I definitely think that that's a possibility, but I wouldn't rule out the Thurman fight just because that's gonna give him that's gonna be a bigger check. I mean, shit, we might even just see him bring Keith up to 154 and saying like, "Look, I, I'll fight him, but I just don't want to make 147 anymore." That's totally in the like at play too so i would
1: love i would love that i i've wanted arrow versus keith for a long time i don't like how arrow kind of like writes keith off but whatever i get
0: all i'll say is the press conferences will be hilarious Uh, (laughs) there's such opposites yeah well keith tries to talk shit, but like i don't think he's a great trash talker in like the sense that like he's kind of funny but like he doesn't trash talk like in a way that is like uncomfortable you know it's like oh shit this is personal he's like a trash talker like he's doing it for sport and uh errol does not put up with any of that stuff i mean like he's just gonna say some, some something really mean and leave it at that
1: yeah errol's a very serious dude <laughs> and keith is like keith is trash at trash talking but it's still like entertaining because it's like he just he keeps going he keeps going and going and going it'd Be a, it'd be a good fight it'd be a big fight for sure
0: but I, I still think that the fight, you know, the, the Crawford fight is, is going to be next. It's just um, we're now rolling up on the time where it should be announced. But who knows? Any day now, shit, This might it might get announced before I hit publish on this re- recording and we sound like, uh, you know, this, this sounds like a freezing cold take. But um, that's where we're at, at least. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Uh, As always, you can catch us on our Patreon with way more podcasts, patreon.com slash Sunday Puncher. Get access to our chat. Chat it up with us uh, on the daily about all different types of things. Right now, they're talking about uh, press conferences and how nuts uh, Canelo versus Jermel Jermel Charlo press conference would be. I honestly think that it doesn't matter which Charlo you got because you're going to get both. And Canelo versus, I mean, dude, they, they can just be playing golf a one-on-one golf and they're doing a press conference for that and it's still gonna be amazing. Uh but that's just like the Charlos. They they're gonna bring that no matter what. Anyway, uh discussions like that and more over at patreon.com slash Sunday Uh Lex, as always, good talking to you. And uh if you like the podcast, leave a good rating, review all that stuff. Um if not, have a great rest of your week and we will have our fingers crossed that This week is finally the week that we get the fight announced. All right, thanks for listening.